0: You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Spartans Nation, how on earth is everyone doing on this fantastic Tuesday? Thank you so much for starting your day with us at Locked On Spartans. I am your host, Matt Sheehan. And if you ever want to yell at me, you have any questions, you have any comments, you have any segment ideas, Hit me up, Locked on spartans at gmail.com. And also, hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, you probably already know this by now, but it's called Locked on Spartans, and we do this five days a week here on the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your favorite college sports team. Uh, also, if you're watching on YouTube, smash that subscribe button, please. And, yeah, if you're still listening on the, the podcast the old-fashioned way, hey, thanks a lot. I really do appreciate you guys for sticking along here. Um. Hey, we're going to have a fun show today. At the end of it, we're going to name someone's goat. Yeah, someone reached out to the email address being like, hey, I'm, I'm getting a few goats. You have to name one. That's a lot of pressure. I don't know if I've ever felt that kind of pressure before while hosting this podcast. So we're going to give that a go. Until then, we got some uh, a little bit of football news to talk about. Nothing too earth-shattering, but definitely worth talking about. And then second segment, we got a fun little hypothetical about basketball transfers with some names that might be familiar to you guys. Uh, it'll be a fun one, quick little chat. And then, uh, yeah, someone asked about how's MSU baseball doing this year, so I like to think that I am a man of the people, and if you guys have requests on um, what do you want to hear about... Okay, yeah, we'll see how that team's doing here in the third segment. But, yeah, just like I said, we got a lot of uh, other stuff to talk about in the two biggest sports. Let's start with football. Uh, It's been uh, an interesting situation with Ben Van Sumeren. Of course, he's heading into his fifth college year, his third season at Michigan State, and uh, he was going to go to the transfer portal. Understandably so, too, because as a linebacker in that very crowded linebacker room that Michigan State has, Yeah, the fact of the matter was that he was going to be pretty low in the depth chart, pretty behind in the pecking order. But the interesting part is that he was still practicing with the team constantly. If you watch the spring game on Saturday, he got a great amount of run. Like, he was out on the field all the time. So it's like, hold on, is he actually transferring? Uh, No, he's not. He, he has taken his name out of the transfer portal. Um, and now he's coming back to Michigan State, which is, it's hey, good news for MSU, you know? I, is it anything, uh, you know, earth-shifting? Uh, is he going to be a starter this year? Probably not at linebacker, no. But two things. One, really solid special teams player. And I know that flies so under the radar uh, with, with, with a lot of fans. But really, like, on, on kickoff, kickoff return, like, pretty skilled guy, pretty quick guy, strong guy. And also, number two, crazy things have happened, right? I mean, look, MSU didn't have the linebacker depth next year that they did in last year, um, or vice versa. What I'm trying to say is that they didn't have a lot of linebackers last year, and there was a situation after Cal Halliday got knocked out of the game uh, for a targeting penalty against Rutgers. It 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 was Ben Van Sumeren's time, so hey, maybe something crazy happens, a few injuries, a few uh, disqualifications happening. Okay, we we got a a very experienced guy coming into the fold ready to play some linebacker for Michigan State. Now, why he withdrew, we might never know. But I, I think it's not crazy to think that, okay, this is a guy that is, like I said, going into his fifth year of college. Would it have been worth going to a third place in five years, learning a whole new scheme, still not being guaranteed a starting position, and also the fact too that, and maybe this helped, maybe it didn't, but I I I like to think that maybe it did a little bit. Is that that was pretty cool the staff to like just let him practice and whatnot. And I think it's the the culture around the program and the people there that you know probably made him look around being like. Yeah, this isn't so bad after all. I'll, I'll stick it out here, play some special teams, maybe I I'll work my way up into the too the deep on the depth chart. If not, just like I said, anything crazy happens, and we need this guy to play a few reps in-game situations here or there. Number two, and uh, this is uh, going to be a trend here in the next few days, I believe, but uh, it is running back Donovan Eaglin. He is out of here. He is transferring. Um. To be expected that a running back was going to be leaving here after 15 spring practices. Uh, He did not suit up for the spring game. Uh, He did also play a lot on special teams last year. He played in all 13 games, special teams for all 13, but also had six carries against Youngstown State as well. I believe it was 33 yards. He had a long run of 14 yards. And yeah, best of luck to him wherever he goes. This is a very crowded running back room. We've talked about it. Time and time again, especially in the spring. But you got Jarek Broussard, Jalen Berger. Okay, those are two dynamite transfers that might be number one and two on the depth chart, no matter where you slice it. Uh, Davion Prim, getting a lot of shine from the coaching staff so far this year. You have returners like Eli Collins, Jordan Simmons. If you want to throw Harold Joyner's name in the mix, that's six running backs in one running back room, and last I checked, maybe the Big Ten has changed the rules uh, over the offseason, but there's still only one ball on the field, so yeah, uh, I believe Eaglin saw the writing on the wall, said, okay, I understand, I would like to play somewhere, and so that is why he is transferring, and I, to be honest, I, I wouldn't be shocked if another of those guys I named will also be diving in the portal as well. Listen, Eli Collins, he was a very experienced guy and then has saw his usage go down a little bit. Same with Jordan Simmons a little bit, especially when you pull those transfers in too, which those are good transfers, but I really wonder if they're going to be content fighting to be the third fiddle, you know, or maybe even the fourth fiddle in this rotation. So yeah, to see one of their names pop up some point this week, I wouldn't be surprised, I want to make it clear. I'm not speaking as someone that has inside information. I'm being cute about it. Like, it's just a numbers game at this point. That, let's say, I, I'm, unless they just absolutely love East Lansing and love their major that they're in. They just love campus. Oh, especially in April when it's snowing, on the 18th. Mm, God, that's just great. But if if they don't, if they prioritize football, which their football players come on, uh, it, it might be time to go. Now, just to hypothesize uh, other. Position groups. Uh, I'm not gonna like directly name names. Like being like, oh, Axe, definitely uh, he's gonna hit the portal. But I wouldn't be shocked to see a quarterback go right. I mean, listen, you have Noah Kim, you have Hamp Fay, you have Caden Hauser, all behind Peyton Thorn. Kind of a crowded room for three guys that probably have Division One aspirations, or if maybe even transferring to D two. I don't know. Out of our hands once they leave Michigan State, but. Okay, you can't play four quarterbacks at the same time. Pretty tough to play two quarterbacks at the same time, and you don't see a lot of three quarterbacks at the same time these days. So I wouldn't be too shocked to see one of those uh, guys go. M- maybe maybe defensive end. You see a name drop. Like, we got six names going for two positions. You got Chris Bogle. You got Jeff Petrowski. Tank Brown, Michael Fletcher, Brandon Wright, who's been pretty solid at the end of last season and this spring. You have Avery Dunn as well. I don't. I don't expect any of them to. But if anyone does, I. I don't think I'd be all too surprised. I mean, I, I think it works out pretty well. Bogle, Petrowski, experienced guys. Uh, Fletcher also experienced. But you got like Tank Brown, who's a young guy. Avery Dunn, who I believe is a sophomore, young guy. He's got a lot of career ahead of him. And then, well, Brandon Wright, who will probably be used in third down situations. So I think there's use for all those guys. And. The only other position group I could really think that maybe will have attrition is perhaps the wide receiver room. Perhaps. I mean, like Jaden Reed, Montori Foster, Keon Coleman, Trey Mosley, Chris Fitzpatrick, Terry Lockett. You want to throw Kay McDonald's name in there, be my guess. That's seven names right there. But again, like a lot of these kids are young. A lot of these kids are young and got a lot of football ahead of them. So I don't think it'd be a situation where they're like, oh, I'm so upset that I'm not going to be playing a lot." So side. I don't think wide receiver will have Attrition, but I, in this day and age where there's a lot of transferring going on, I guess that would be a position group that doesn't necessarily like floor me. Now, with that said, position groups I don't expect attrition from. Okay, offensive line. Like an offensive lineman leaves, I'm going to be a, a little concerned because every offensive lineman is uh, a hit away from being thrusted into a starting role. Um, I don't expect a punter to... Tra- I don't know. So I'm just going to stop speculating, but... Yeah, just had to speculate there for four minutes, and I'm going to cut myself off right there. We're going to have fun. Well, I okay, I guess I'll let you be the judge of that. I think we're going to have fun in the next segment because we're going to dive into a hypothetical that I was thinking of here. But first, I just got to talk to you fine people about betonline.net. Woo! Best time of year. I will talk your ear off about it how much I love this time of year. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, it's great. After 82 hockey games of me not watching a single shift, I will bet on these as if, oh, I was just born in the the, the northern rural areas of Canada, and all I'd done was played hockey my entire life. Uh, I'll act like I'm an expert just like that. You also got golf season. You got MLB. You got it all, and betonline.net has it all. They are your number one source for all your sports betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs, and the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering and information, from live betting to playoffs to esports, that's right, and more. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. That is at Bet Online, where the game starts. And before diving into this basketball hypothetical that I've been teasing, hoo hoo. Hey, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Two big names in the transfer portal. One's like a big national name, and then the other one's probably just big just for Michigan State fans. The first is, you've probably already heard this by now, Imani Bates. He is in the transfer portal after one season at Memphis that I wouldn't necessarily say went well, and maybe you're... uh, Immature adult that found some hilarity in that, some satisfaction in that, but no, that that couldn't be me. No, I don't root against children. No, I, just a little bit. Um, and then Rocket Watts out of Mississippi State. Uh, I, you know, you, you know Rocket Watts. He played at Michigan State for two years. Went to Mississippi State. Did not go so great. Maybe that was because his hip injury in the offseason. He had surgery, tough injury to bounce back from, but also showed a lot of the same things that we saw at Michigan State. Uh, 24% from three on the year down in Starkville. 4.4 points per game in just 13.4 minutes per game. And then also, like one of our biggest pet peeves, this is back when uh, Will Hunter was a co-host, but we would just cry about this all the time, is that he would never get to the free throw line. Guy's a great free-throw shooter, and he would just refuse to draw contact when he drove to the lane. And this year, for the Bulldogs, he only had five free-throw attempts the entire season. So, like, yeah, I know his playing time went down just to 13 minutes, but, like, couldn't find the line more than five times the entire year. Hey, shot 100% from the line, too. Went five for five. Anyway, uh, the hypothetical here is in a dream world. And I am using hypothetical with a capital H right here because I don't think either are going to happen, but... Who would you rather have join the team next year for Michigan State? Would you rather bring back the prodigal son, Rocket Watts, or would you bring home the Imani Bates family circus to East Lansing? I think there's arguments to be made for both. Uh, on one hand, hey, the the, the the program knows Rocket. Rocket knows the program. Uh, fun player, perhaps. Hope Maybe you could chalk up to his... Uh, Woes in Starkville to be on the hip injury. Maybe he's a little better after this year. And then Imani Bates. Um, listen, I, 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 I put it at a 2% shot tops that this happens. But this is a kid that was interested in Michigan State, or so we thought. We could all have our own opinions on you know what that commitment was all about at the beginning. But I, at the grand scheme of it all, he was committed to Michigan State. Decommitted. And then when it was time to decide where am I going to go to college... Uh, it was between Michigan State, Memphis, and Oregon, I believe. And then, well, yeah, he chose Memphis. And then average nine point, like six points per game, I believe. Uh, shot below average from three, below average from the free throw line. But hey, listen, at the end of the day, kids still 17 years old playing against uh, older kids. Now, does that excuse everything from what has happened? Not just his season at Memphis, but before that? I don't think so, but... I'm not the judge of everything basketball. What I am here to judge, though, is who would be better on next year's team for Michigan State if I had to pick. And, oh, yeah. Bring the circus to town, baby. Bring Imani bring Bates up to Michigan State. I'm sorry, Rocket Watts. I'm sorry to all the Rocket Watts disciples out there. Great kid. Hoping for the best for him. Really hope he kills it wherever he goes next. Uh, but. I just don't think that he would fit all too well on this team. And I think we've already seen what he can and cannot do. And especially with Tyson Walker already here, AJ Hogart already here, Jaden Aikens already here. Like I think we're good on that front. Now what could be fun? What could be fun is like, yeah, the, the the lanky, long six foot nine kid that at one point was the top prospect in the entire country. At some point in his life, he he showed that he can hit any shot. Um, solid on defense when he wants to be. But here's the thing. It's like, now I'm really stepping into this fantasy world because now I'm just going to talk about something that isn't going to happen. But I'll talk about it as if it is going to happen. You, you would need 100% total buy-in from the Bates camp here. Like, no nonsense. no like You're going to play basketball my way. My, my Hall of Fame coaching way, and if you don't like it, well then, I, I could send you home. Kind of like you sort of, somewhat were at Memphis. I don't know, that, that whole situation at Memphis was odd, getting sent home for 15 games. Was it an injury? Was it not? Did the team just need a break? I don't know, but all that we know is that when he was home, Memphis got astronomically better. Uh, it was addition by subtraction, but... Can you break the horse, Tom Izzo? Can you be this guy that... That can put Imani back on the right path as far as his trajectory in basketball goes. And also, let's just plug him into this lineup right here. Um, let's just say he becomes a day one starter. Crazy, right? Or, um, yeah, let's just do that exercise right now. Uh, let's say, okay, Julius Marble at the 5. 100% hundred going to be starting at the 5 next year. No doubt about that. Julius Marble, yeah, no questions for a single second about that. Uh, um, yeah, Imani Bates at, you know what? No, no, no. Malik Hall at the four. Imani Bates at the three. Tyson Walker at the two. A.J. Hulgard at the one. Or let's just say, let's just say Julius Marble um, goes on study abroad or something like that. Doesn't really want to play basketball next year. We lean into, we lean into small ball next year. And I know that sounds odd that, hey, we're going to throw the six-foot-nine guy in here to play some small ball. But hear me out. I, Joey Hauser at the five. Amani Bates at the three. No, I, Imani Bates at the four. God, I can't talk. Jaden Aikens at the three. Some great team chemistry going on right there. Amani Bates, Jaden Aikens. That's just going to be smooth sailing right off the get-go. And then Tyson Walker at the two. A.J. Hogarth at the one. If not for nothing else, that will be very entertaining to see on the court. Uh, listen, if we're going to pick one of these transfers, we might as well take the entertaining route, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, the guy that... Has a little more upside, so yeah, just want to do that little exercise right here. Um, yeah, also, uh, I, I've, I've shouted out this email address probably 285,000 times in my life, but I will do it one more time. It is locked on spartans at gmail.com. And someone reached out and uh said, Can you talk more MSU baseball again? hey I'm all ears especially in the offseason for segment ideas topic ideas uh I, I I'm here for you guys you guys are the best i I want to fulfill all your needs um point blank though I don't think the MSU baseball team would necessarily want me to talk about Msu baseball right now because uh, it, it ain't good it ain't good whatsoever uh just how ain't good is it let's let's get into it right here okay Whoa. okay. Baseball is uh, 13 and 19 overall on the season. They are 2 and 7 in conference play, and they've lost 13 of their last 16. Uh, They were swept by Michigan over the weekend in three games to a combined score of 30 to 11. 30 to 11. Uh, And before that, for that your Michigan State baseball Spartans um God, I, I feel bad you know i'm sure all the kids are trying hard uh they were beat by western michigan 18 to 7 a great prop bet would be ooh, who's going to score more uh this year against michigan state western's baseball team or their football team when they roll in to Spartan Stadium to kick off the football season i i don't know actually i don't know what bet i would take but the, the number is 18 because that's how many runs the broncos hunt up uh, this is not a good trajectory for the baseball program, point blank, for anyone that cares about it. Um, last year, they were 17 and 27 overall. Okay, 2020 wonky year got cut way short. We all know the story there. 2019, they were 20 and 34. 2018, they were 20 and 32. So this is, we are well on our way to the fourth straight full season of sub 500 baseball. Not great. Not great if you're Jake Boss in the Michigan State Spartans. Now, I will say this, though. I I will say this. It's not going to be a total defecate on the baseball program and Jake Boss Power Hour right now. Although things are not going well whatsoever. Um, He's been here since 2008. And still in his career, he is over 500 in his career. And five of MSU's 10 best seasons record-wise are under his watch. That, that buys you some longevity here. For better or for potentially worse, like we're, we're probably seeing here in the last four seasons as we're going down the old uh, slope here. Um, and I get it, like, Big Ten country isn't a bastion of baseball. Like, you're not going to be killing it in recruiting every single year and whatnot. And in the grand scheme of things, nationally, like, no, you're probably not going to be prevalent, like, ever. And that's like so mean to say but that's just the fact of the matter like I know Michigan had that really fun year uh, a few years ago okay Indiana sometimes gets in the mix but like that's rare even for pretty good big Ten programs to do I so yeah I, I guess what I'm saying is that like yeah it's not going well for Michigan State but I like do you make the change though off your most successful baseball coach that you've had in quite some time I don't know and it, it'll be interesting to see which direction Alan Haller goes here. Uh, hey, Dan Cole was just let go for hockey. And I know hockey is on a higher platform than baseball, but in some of these uh, Olympic sports or non-revenue sports, I, I guess we'll call them, is that a lot of MSU coaches have been here for quite some time. And that would that was a, a theme under Hollis. You know, uh, just uh, the the softball coach Jackie Joseph, I believe, got to struggle through some really bad years, uh, really bad years at Michigan State. Just and it wasn't really. I don't want to say it wasn't thought about, but obviously it wasn't addressed, but things got a little better after that. So, I don't know, very fascinating move for Alan Haller coming up with all the non-revenue sports. Going to be interesting to see how aggressive he is with all that. Um, so, yeah, So that, that's, that's that's your baseball talk. I don't know how much longer we'll be doing baseball talk, but, hey, it's the off season and someone wanted to hear about it, and it's uh, be uh, becoming quite a trend that's not great, and hey, we're just going to shine some light on it. Go Green, they'll prove me wrong. Finish out the season on a winning streak. Let's go. All right. Most exciting moment of the show's history right now. And this is from my guy, Joe. Uh, and Joe sat behind me at the Miami game this year. Uh, it, it was a religious experience. Uh, I, I felt like I reconnected with a long friend, even though I never met the guy my entire life. It was a completely astronomical vibe going on in Miami Gardens. And he hits us with this one. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. And this is how, uh, you know, many emails start. Uh, I'm getting a few goats in a couple of months and need names. Yeah. Okay. You've come to the right spot. Obviously, it has to be MSU related because that is 95% of my personality. You get to name a goat. Don't let me down. And he also says, note that the first few will be females. Okay. I got five names written down in front of me for goats. And uh, they range from horribly punny and probably not, like, fun to say over and over again. And the first one is, okay, got to put on a serious face, Joe Ba-Chi. Yeah, and I know that, like, goat's, like, nay instead of, like, bah. I could, you could tell it's because we're really big into animal noises with my 18-month-old son. But first, it, Joe Ba-Chi. Okay, if anyone didn't just immediately turn it off and roll their eyes and cringe in disgust... Thank you so much for riding out the rest of the segment. Really do appreciate that. Um, this is some something that someone reached out to me on Twitter about, and I already had something like this written down, but I like the way that he phrased it better. Instead of Ma'a nauteote, just Ma'a Goate. Like it's, it says "goat" in his name, so just like say it like "goat" instead of fumbling over his last name like I do. So that's uh, n- number two. The note that the goat will be female is interesting because I found out about four hours ago when I was researching this that female goats are named toes, does, does, does. They are also does kind of like deer. Who knew? Not me. So you could go with uh, something more modern like uh, Darius Doe or Percy Doe, if you will, or also uh, Doe Reese Peterson or Doe Pete for short if you're a fan during the 2000 national title year. But The goat name that I've landed on. This is my first place pick. This is the one that I'm proud of, and I really hope it sounds as good out loud as it does in my head. But what what do goats eat? What do goats eat? I when I when I think goat I think grazing on grass. So with that said, the goat name is for the goat point guard, Gracious Winston. Gracious Winston. I want you to name your goat Gracious Winston. I want to say that for a fourth time, Gracious Winston. Okay, that's that's what I got for best goat names. Now, if you listening or watching have something better, either A, comment below if you're watching on YouTube or uh, hit me up on Twitter, Shein underscore sports, or uh, email, lockonsparts at gmail.com. We, we're going to name this herd of goats one MSU pun at a time, and it's uh, going to be fantastic. Joe, thank you so much for the email. Hope you're doing well, man. Next time MSU plays in Miami, let, let, let's meet up. God, that was great. Um, and thank you all for listening, guys. You are all truly the best. Uh, later on this week, we will have Colton Pouncy of The Athletic. I know you guys always love to hear from him. Uh, we could be having news here pretty soon, whether it be uh, basketball, transfer portal news, football transfer portal news. Hopefully some football commits. We'll see about all that, but yeah, hey. You already know where to catch all uh, all the reactions to that news. It's right here on the Lockdown Spartans podcast. So, thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. Now, go make NFL Locked. No, go make your second listen, Locked on NFL Draft. Almost said that completely backwards. It is with Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on cultural prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Hope you have a great Tuesday. Swear to God, if it snows, I am moving to Ecuador and I'm never looking back. All right, go green.